Welcome to the You're Not Alone podcast show. This is your host, Danny, coming to you with another message and another part of this series dealing with Moses' life. Now, this is going to be part three, but guess what? In the Bible, when men achieve things, their name change. So Moses is getting ready to walk in destiny. So the title, uh, series, part three, Moses' life is going to be called destiny. What do you do when you arrive when you arrive? What do you do when you arrive where God wants you to be at? What do you do when you finally get to the point in your life where you're finally getting ready to understand what God wants you to do? And what I want you to understand that whenever God asks you to do something, He's going to give you the ability. He's going to give you the courage. He's going to give you the power. He's going to even be there with you. He said in his word, he will never leave you nor forsake you in your hour and time of need. So wherever you're at, he's going to be there. In other words, even when you have to go face the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him, God said, let my people go. So I want you to buck your seatbelts up today because we first to go on this odyssey, this adventure where this man Moses arrives at his destiny. It's time for him to do something. You see, when God calls you, I want you to understand the anointing that you have in your life is just not for you. It's for the people around you. Now, Moses' anointing that he had in his life was for a nation. Do you hear that? One man has anointing on him for the nation. He's about to take God's people and take them into the fulfillment of the promise. What God had promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is about to happen. But I want to tell you tonight, whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I don't want you to be uh, confused. I don't want you to be stressed out. I don't want you to be bogged down. I don't want you to be beat down. I want you to know that God is working for you. And he's working to give you a good expected end. So now Moses, he's been now with his father-in-law. He's been in this wilderness taking care of the sheep, taking care of his family, because what happened was he, he even got a wife out this deal. <laughs> See, sometimes God does have provisions, so don't think God doesn't have provisions for you to get you to where he wants you to be at. I don't care what, what's going on. God has provisions for you. He can take care of you just like he take care of the birds and the grass and all the animals. I'm talking about they're not working. They're just living off the land because God is nourishing it, giving them things to eat. So I want you to be encouraged tonight because I come to talk to you about destiny. What do you do when you get to the point now God is have you in destiny? In other words, now it's time for you to fulfill what God has for you to fulfill since the foundation of the world. Now Moses had been on the run. He's been hiding. Can't go back home. He's been cute. You know, he, he murdered a man, but this is what God did. God had, was training Moses to be a deliverer. But also what God did in the process of time the Pharaoh who wanted to kill Moses had died. So that enemy that he was, was concerned with 
wasn't there no more. So God had to give him peace, first of all, to be able to trust God that God had a purpose and a destiny for his life and that he can do this. But guess what? He's going to struggle with this because, you know what? Because he has been broken. So he's going to struggle with God. In other words, even after he saw the burning bush, and, you know, that's where we left off when, you know, the Lord told him to take off his shoes, the place he's standing on is holy ground. In other words, now he, he didn't get a chance to see God. One thing that I want you to know about Moses what makes Moses so unique because God spoke to him face to face, spoke to him like a man. He didn't withhold things from him, you know. He told him what his plan was, what he was going to do uh, for the children of Israel, what he was going to do for them for disobedience. He gave him the law to give to the people because he was going to be a trustworthy man, someone that God could depend on. The mission of Moses had was so big that uh, God had to speak to him to give him assurance that he was with him at all times because it was going to get bumpy along the road. Destiny don't mean that it's easy. Destiny just means that you're in a place where you should be at. And so being in destiny don't mean that it doesn't take away the burdens of life. So don't think that just because you get the promise that it's just, going, oh, it's going to be so sweet, it's going to be so good. That's not how destiny works. Destiny comes with challenges. And so, we're going to look at verse 7 uh, in Exodus chapter 3. Remember, I'm reading from the New King James Version. And now we're about to get into this thing where God is getting ready to tell him what he has to do. And God ain't going to let him punk out. God ain't going to let him back out because he tries to back out. And guess what? God ain't going to let you back out. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side of mind. He's thinking of you as you're thinking of him. And so when God gives you a, a, a vision or a plan for your life, remember, he's not going to let you back out. He's not going to let you, oh, I don't want to do this. Because one, 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 one of these episodes, we're going to get into Jonah. Because you know, Jonah wanted to run. Jonah was like, I, gotta, I ain't going to do this for the Lord. But I, I, I ain't got time for this. But guess what? He couldn't escape destiny. So don't think that you can escape destiny. Because God had come looking for you. Jonah tried to run everywhere. But couldn't escape the goodness of God and the glory of God. And do you know why he really ran? He said because God was good. He couldn't, he couldn't get over the fact that God was good and God was going to forgive. Forgive people that sinned against him. <laughs> but I'm going to show you that Jonah was more concerned about what God should have been concerned about. Because remember like this, God doesn't look at men from the outward appearance. He judged them from their heart. Now, let's pray. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, Father, we thank you for the day. We thank you, Father, for victory in your name. And Father, whatever these people are facing with today, Father, I ask you to bless them, Father. I ask you to watch over them, Father. I ask you to give them, give them the desires of their heart. I pray, Father, for their relationships. I pray, Father, for their health, their children. I pray for the person who needs a job. I pray for the person who's just bogged down with COVID, who's tired of wearing face masks. Father, but we know that all things work together good for those that love you, Father. Even in this, Father, you're working things out for our good. Father, and we are not alone. I want you to know that you are not alone. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side and mind. He's concerned about everything about you. Even though 
It takes a while for the promise to come around. We're going to find out that Moses is ready. And I finish this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, like I said, we're going to be looking at verse 7. I want you to be excited. I want you to see God at his best. Now, God is, now guess what? See, Moses' anointing wasn't for Moses. It was for the nation. This is for the people who have been in captivity for over 400 some years. They have been in bondage. Now, I'm going to let you know this too, so you can, because we're going to talk about this. We're going to end up in Hebrews 3 tonight. We're going to be talking about, you know, Moses and comparing Moses and Jesus because, you know, Moses was a man who was, who was doing God's will, and he was faithful. But guess what? He wasn't Jesus. Jesus had to give his life for mankind to live in eternity. Jesus is the perfect, perfect man of God. Moses is faithful. He has a great anointing on his life. I don't want you to ever doubt that. God is going to use him. God is going to use him mightily. He's going to see great miracles. He's going to do great things in God's kingdom. He's going to help the people. But let me tell you something. Moses had done well, but you know, but he doesn't go into the promise. He doesn't go into the promise because he didn't follow the Lord one time. God told him to speak to the rock, and he struck it. And I, and, and I want to break it down for you so you understand how powerful your words are. The reason why God wanted Moses to speak to the rock and let the water gush out, because it wasn't about Moses, it was about God at this time. God wanted you and me to know that if we speak, things happen. That when we say what we say, it can come to pass. It was a great opportunity for God to get the glory. But we're going to look at Moses because now Moses is in destiny. In other words, he's getting ready to he's getting ready to go do some things. He's going to do some things. And guess what? And the people ain't going to be happy. See what I'm talking about? When you get in destiny, don't think that destiny is going to be something so sweet that everybody going to, oh, yeah, I, 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 I like you. I like you, Michael. I like you. I like you. I like you, Janice. I, I'm talking about I love you. In other words, no, they be like, uh -uh, I don't even know why God even chose this clown. What is he doing? You know, and you're going to be like, but what you can't do, you can't put it on your sleeves. You got to trust God. You know what? I'm learning this too, just like you learned. In other words, because we all in the same struggles of life and dealing with the same issues. But I'm here to tell you that you can depend and trust on God because he's a faithful God. He's a good God. There's nothing he won't do for you because he loves you. And I just want to tell you that. I want to tell you that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. And he cares about everything that you go through. Do not think that God just doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about me because if he cared about me, this wouldn't happen to me. My life would be different. You can't tell me God loves me. This is the complaint that we have against God. He won't let this happen to me. And, and don't cry. Stand on his word and come to him. Make your petition known unto God and see what he's going to do. Say, God, you just can't leave me in this position. You can't leave me in this state. You can't let me lay in this. 
I refuse to lay in this, God. Help me, God. That's what you got to say sometimes. Sometimes you just got to cry. I'm talking about you have to cry in the night watch. In other words, when you're in that room by yourself, and you're laying in that bed, and you beat down, ain't nobody in the house, you cry out to God, God, help me. Help me, God, help me. See what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Let's, now let's get started in, 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 in Exodus chapter 3. Because I'm excited. I didn't get pumped up. And so we're about to see this Moses uh, walking destiny. And we're like, this is part three of the series of Moses' life. The first, the, the first part was started out great, now forgotten. Now you first to see him walk in destiny. We're about to see Moses walk in destiny. And this is what the Lord says. See, see, God, God, like I said, when God chose Moses because Moses had to do something for God, because God had seen something. This is what God says. And when God come into your circumstances like this, get ready. Put your dancing shoes on. Put your shouting shoes on so you can see the power and the glory of God. And this is what he says. Then he says, do not draw near this place. Take off your sandals off your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face. He hid his face. For he was afraid to look upon God. And see, <laughs> that's a, you know, that's an catcher. He was afraid to look upon God. Then it goes on and says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cries because of their taskmaster, for I know their sorrows. Now, this was, now check this out, because this is, this is God, God tied, God ready to defend, God ready to do something. It, did you hear what he said? I hear their crying. So when you think that you're crying and, and oh God, oh it's ain't going, oh God, God is seeing and hearing you cry. He's seeing your sorrow. He says this in his word. He's saying, I see everything that is going on. But this is what God getting ready to do. I want you to get excited because I'm believing that tonight, today, that God is getting ready to give walk to somebody's life and bring about a change. We should be getting excited. We should be so excited because we're about to see a change. We're about to see the manifestation and the power of God move in the earth. People who have been in bondage for 400 years, being mistreated, even dying in slavery. But now God, he, he, now God, God had enough. He said, for I know their sorrows. That's in verse seven. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up from the land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, 
and I am right. And the Perizzites, the Perizzites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cries of the children of Israel has come to me. And I have also seen the oppressions which the Egyptians oppressed them. See? Now, this is what I want you to know. This is getting ready to happen. So you'll know God is getting ready to evict some people. God is getting ready to evict some people out of their homes, out of their lands, because they've been disobedient. Now he's about to give that same land to the children of Israel. He's talking about evicting nations. Did you hear that said? He's talking about convict, evicting nations in the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Amorites, the Preservites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites. He's getting ready. They're getting, they're getting evicted because God is getting ready to do a new thing. He's getting ready to bring his people who have been oppressed, have been in bondage, who have suffered. He's supposed to give them He's about to evict somebody, too. He's going to evict them, so I want you to understand that. Because they were, they were disobedient. And it's not because God was being cruel. It was because of sin. So I want you to understand. You don't have to stay in sin, not tonight. You can get up from wherever you're at. You can walk away from that. You don't have to stay there. You just got to make up in your heart and mind that I want God. Now, see, now this is a perfect opportunity for me to tell you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. But also, it's a perfect time for me to talk about this challenge that I'm on. This challenge, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 34. Seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what this really means, just putting God first. And if you put God first, God, he's going to be in these things with you. He's going to be in these things with you. He's going to be there for you. He's not going to leave you until he fulfills what he said he's going to fulfill in your life. So now God's getting ready. He's he tired. He's about to take the children of Israel out of Egypt. He's about to go over to the lands of Canaan. He's going to evict some people. He's going to get his land to, to the Israelites because he heard them crying. So when you cry tonight, don't think God don't see you, don't hear you. Just think God getting ready to evict somebody. He's getting ready to bless you. I want you to understand in Psalms 75, it says, promotion comes neither from the east nor the west, nor the north or south, but it comes from God. God's, he, you know, he sets up one, he pulls down another. So in other words, when promotion comes, it's of God. So they about to get promoted. They whole world is about to change. But it's, going, it's not going to be like, you know, they're just going to walk up and they're going to the hilltop. No, uh, it's, it's a challenge with this because of their disobedience, their lack of trust in God and belief in God, that he was going to do what he said he was going to do. So, you know, this journey only takes 11 days, ends up taking 40 years. Understand the number 40 means trial. And so... They're going to learn. And what God is going to do, too, within this 40 years, he's going to bring up another generation of people. 
and give them an opportunity because their people before them was disobedient. They didn't trust God. They didn't believe God. They didn't think God can do what he said he can do. So don't ever think that God can't do what he said he can do in your life. Don't let no one convince you that God can't do what he said he was going to do in your life. Do not let no one tell you that God can't do what he said for your life. Because now we're talking about destiny. Remember uh, the last two uh, the last two episodes was about started out great, now I forgot. Now this man is getting ready. To, he got he he got his he got his, he got a new job. The sheep that he had been taking and walking around with and keeping for Jethro, his father-in-law. Now he's about to do some work for God, but he has to have the ability to trust God. And but because he has been broken, he struggles. He's struggling with this. He's going to struggle with this. And then we're going to see. This, and this is what God says. Come now, therefore, I will send you to the Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. But now, guess what? I want you to see Moses' response. Now, God like, hey, man, let's go. I'm ready to go. I want you to go. You got to do some things. But, you know, Moses, like I said, he'd been beat down. He'd been on the run. He, you know, he, he didn't get that energy that he had when he killed the Egyptian. He don't have it. He's been on the run. He, he ain't saw his mother. He ain't saw his sister and brother. He can't go back there, you know. But guess what? You can go back home. Don't let the enemy tell you you can't go back home because Moses is going to go back home. But this time when he goes back home, he's going to go back home with authority, given by God. Just think. I want you. I want you. I want. I want you to see this in your. I want you to see this in your in your mind. God says to you, Larry. I want you to go to the White House and tell the president what I want done. And you know, and the first thing you're gonna say, man, is, 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 is this for real? I'm gonna go talk to him? First of all, how I'm gonna get through the gate? How I'm gonna get through the Secret Service? How I'm gonna get through all the police? How I'm gonna get through all the people that stand in front of me? It's not about that. It's just about you having faith and walking with God. When you walk with God, God can take you places where you have never been before. He can put you before people that you would never ever imagine to be before. Now, remember the Pharaoh wanted to kill Moses. And God come to him and say, I want you to go to the Pharaoh and say, let my people go. He like, what? And you know, I want you to understand because God gonna make you decide against all things to follow him over anything else. So let's look at Moses' response in verse 11, Exodus chapter three. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's side of man. You're not alone. God loves you. I love you. I want you to send in your prayer request so that we can have a celebration, a testimony party. Let me know what you need to be prayed about. I don't care. 
Let's stand together in agreement that we're going to pray and we're going to trust God and we're going to see some things happen. So that's, that, now let's, let's look at verse 11. But Moses said to God, who am I? That I should go to the Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out. You know, he, he beat down. And it, it, this is the person who used to live in the palace. And now he's saying, who am I? I can't go back. I'm not false flagging like I'm Egyptian. They know I'm a, a Hebrew. How am I going to do that? See, he, he, but, but he didn't fail to realize. He was never going to do it alone. God is always the forerunner. God is always with you. God is always before you. And what you'll find out when they do leave Egypt later on, you're going to find out that God is with them in the daytime. He's with them in the nighttime. God is with them even as they walk out of Egypt. So don't you be afraid because God is going to be with you. He's not going to leave you in the midst. He's going to be the forerunner. And let's look at verse 12. So he said, I will certainly be with you. See, that's what God said. Hey, wait a minute. I understand, Moses. I understand that you, you tired. You've been beat down. You, you worried about your life. And how am I going to go back to tell this man to let go anything? His predecessor wanted to kill me. But when you hear what God says, I want, you to, I want you to rejoice with me. I want you to rejoice with me right now that you got to understand that he was not alone because God declares to him in verse chapter, Exodus chapter 3, verse 12, he declares to him. This is what he declares to him. So he said, I will certainly be with you and this should be a sign to you that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you should serve God on this mountain. That's, a that's God giving him a fulfillment. Where you at right now, with your shoes off, you and the people of Israel are going to come back to this mountain and you're going to worship God on this mountain. Did you hear that? God said to him, the place where you're standing right now, you haven't even took one step towards Egypt. But where you at right now, where you at right now, you're going to come back here and you're going to worship me on this mountain. That's what God said to him. God gave him assurance that he was going to bring him back. That's what God told Jacob when Jacob left. I'm going to bring you back home. It's all about faith. It's all about you trusting and believing that God has the ability to get you back to where you started at. But when you get back, you're not going to be the same person you was when you were standing there with your shoes off. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm just excited because I know God got great things to store for you. And whatever's on your heart and mind, it's on God's heart and mind. I want you to know that you're not alone, that God loves you, that he cares for you, that he has a Destiny for you like he has for Moses. But you got to be willing to deal with what you got to go through.
He didn't, he didn't, his destiny wasn't easy destiny. He told him to go tell the Pharaoh. The most powerful man on earth. Walk up in there. It takes faith to do that. You can't do that in your ability. You can't walk up to the Pharaoh and say that and not get killed. But you can do it if God is on your side. You can do it if God is on your side. Now let's look at uh, verse 13. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your father has sent me to you, they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? Moses said, Hey, I just can't just go back saying, Hey, man, we about to leave Egypt. God came to me. He said, Hey, give me something to tell these people. I don't even know your name. You're telling me to do this stuff. See, that's what I mean. God will let you talk to him. I want you to understand. God allowed Moses, this is because they talking man to man. God letting him talk to him face to face. Let him say what he got to say. And God ain't mad at him. Because this is what God is trying to draw this out of him. God is trying to put the fire in him. And so, this is what God said. And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, thus you should say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. And moreover, God said to him, to Moses, thus you should say to the children of Israel, the Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me. He, he wants them to know, hey, I'm the God that spoke to Abraham. I'm the God that spoke to Isaac. I'm the God that spoke to Jacob. And whatever you heard that I did for them, I'm getting ready to do it for you in your life. Understand this. When God speaks, it's a fulfillment. It's going to come to pass. But you know what, though? <laughs> Moses is like, hey, I hear you, God. But, you know, I just need to know. See, now I want you to know one thing. This name that God is revealing to Moses, this is something that God didn't reveal to Abraham, who was his friend. I want you to know that God loves you. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. I want you to understand that when you get into destiny, it don't mean that it doesn't come with something. Destiny does come with some things because everybody ain't going to like you. Everybody ain't going to love you because what you'll find out if you read the book of Exodus, you'll find out that these people murmuring and complaining against Moses, against Aaron, against God, People murmuring, complaining against God, saying he couldn't do what he said he could do. And so God declared to him, He wanted them to tell them who He is. And this is, and, and this, and, and this, this God is so good and such, such a loving God and a merciful God. You know, He He let Moses talk, but He ain't gonna let him get him. He's he not gonna let him. He's he not gonna let him walk away from the, the job that he got to do. He's not going to let him walk away from the job he got him to do. Because Moses is walking in destiny. It's, it's, it's time for him to fulfill with God. See, because God has a purpose. Remember, God so loved men that he gave his only begotten son. You got to know this. You got to know this word in your heart. Boy, I hope, I hope this word penetrates your spirit. I hope that God just do some great things for you. You know, because, you know, when you've been in the desert and now God coming to you saying I'm taking you out the desert. We're just going to evict some people. 
First, we're going to rob Egypt. We're going to take what we want to take. Then we're going to walk over to the land of Canada. Then we're going to take these people. We're going to evict them out of their homes. We're going to take it. God said, we're going to take it. God had a plan. Don't think God has a plan. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. And this is my memorial to all generations. Go gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, the Lord God of your father, the God of Abraham, of Isaac and Jacob appeared to me saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. I have said, I will bring you out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Presbytes, the Hittites, the Jebusites, to a land flowing with milk and honey. See, this is what I want you to know. God has already told him what he's going to give him within the, in, within the, in the meeting. See, like I said, when people in higher leadership, they're visionaries. They, they see 10, 15, 20 years down the line. God sees the ends for the beginning. So God has already said, I'm evicting these fools. These fools are clowning over here in Canada. These fools are clowning. These Hittites, these Jebusites, these Presbyterians, they clowning. It's time for them to go. It's time for them to be evicted. And then it says this. A land flowing with milk and honey. And then in verse 18, then they will heed your voice. And you, sh you should say, Come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt. And you should say to him, The Lord God of the Hebrews have met with us, and now please let us go three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I'm sure the king of Egypt would not let you go, not even by a mighty hand. So I would stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders. Woo! Get excited. Because God wants to show up in the natural. He said, hey, I know this fool ain't going to let you go. I'm going to have to do some things to get him to let you go. And they're going to be some wonders. They're going to be some works that I'm going to do for you to prove not just to you, but to him that I'm God. I'm going to do it. Well, when God, when God get like that, get excited, because that means God is getting ready to evict some people. <laughs> He's getting ready to evict some people. All the people out here think that they just getting over and getting back. They're getting ready to get evicted. This is what this is. This is an eviction. We see an eviction getting ready to happen in the Bible. We're getting to see people get evicted, getting ready to get kicked out. About to be sat on the street. I want you to know that whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind, that God loves you. God will never leave you nor forsake you. He has a destiny and a purpose and a plan for your life. Even if you don't feel it. 
And let's, let's go on because, you know, God is good. God is great. God is love. I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give these people favor in sight of the Egyptians. And it shall be when you go that you shall not go empty-handed, but everyone shall ask of her neighbor, namely, of her who dwells near her house, articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and you should put them on your son and your daughters, and you should plunder the Egyptians. Because you know what? They've been working. They've been working for free. They've been getting beat down. And God saying, hey, we're going we're gonna to ask and give. I'm just going to just break it down for you. So you know what happened. So you can, you can see this and you can see the powers and the wonderful works of God. You can see the word for what it is. What they're going to do is people are going to be scared. And the reason why the people are going to be scared because God is going to do his wonders and works. And so when they knock on their neighbor's door and say, hey, I need something. People are so afraid and so scared they're going to give them whatever they ask. Because they, they want them out. They don't want them around no more. It's too much pain, too much hurt. We can't mess with them and they God. Give them whatever they want. Give them whatever they want. Get rid of them. See, that, that's, when, that's when you know. That's when you, that's when you call a, that's what you call payday. When God gives you a payday. And so God is telling them all these great things that he's getting ready to do. And guess what? He's still right there with his shoes off. And God is going to fulfill everything that he says in Exodus chapter 3 to Moses. Everything that he says is going to happen. God is telling the ends before the beginning. God is telling the ends before the beginning. So whoever is lacking in doubt and thinking that God can do what he can do, don't doubt it. Just trust and believe. Whatever you need, trust and believe in God. Now that's enough about uh, Moses, but I just want to just... Look a little bit at Hebrews chapter 3. We're going to talk about a little bit, and then we'll say something for more. Because I want you to know, yeah, we're talking about Moses. But there's someone coming when we talk about him. Woo-wee! You got to get excited. You got to get excited because we're going to be talking about the Christ, the anointed one. We're going to talk about the one who was going to be the ultimate deliverer ultimate deliverer who is going to pay the price for every mankind on the face of the earth. In Hebrews chapter 3 it says this, Therefore, holy brothers, partaker of the heavenly calling, consider the apostles and the high priests of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him, who appointed him as Moses, also was faithful in all his house, for, for this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses. In so much as he who built the house has more honor than the house, for every house is built by someone, but he who built 
all things is God. And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterwards. But Christ as the son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast to the confession. Therefore, the Holy Spirit says today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion in the day of trials in the wilderness. I told you, 40 represents trials. In other words, I want you, want you to see it, I want you to know it. Whatever's on your heart and mind is on God's heart and mind. Remember the title of this message is Destiny. But also I want you to know that Christ is the, Christ is the man. Moses was faithful in his house, but Christ is the, is the, is the, is the, is the, is the, is the f fulfillment of everything because he's going to set, he's going to set the clock back. I'm talking about, we about to get, when, when Christ comes on the scene, we're talking about Moses, but when Christ comes on the scene, I want you to know that Christ is the, it's the ultimate. And I just wanted to share that with you, that I want you to understand that much as I talk about Moses in this series, nothing can compare Nothing can compare. Nothing can compare to what Christ did for us on the cross. Because he's going to put us in right relationships, right fellowship. He's going to do that. So I just want to let you know I enjoyed talking to you. Remember, this is series three. We still, we still, we still going to be dealing with Moses. But I want you to know Christ is the ultimate. Christ is the ultimate because he paid the ultimate price. But we're going to talk about Moses. I'm going to show you how this man Moses has such a relationship with God that God spoke to him face to face and how he, you know, how he trusted God. And he was a praying man. Not, he was a praying man. Moses was a praying man. But let's uh, close out in prayer. Oh, precious Father, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you for today. I thank you, Father, for your word. I thank you for who you are. I glorify and I magnify you. I thank you, God, because you have destiny and purpose for your people today. Father, I don't care where they're struggling at, Father. Give them a sign, Father, that you love them. Let them know that you love them, Father, because I know that you love them, because they're not alone. Whatever's on their heart and mind is on your heart and mind. God, I ask you to bless your people. I actually bless those to hear the podcast. I pray for those who are in prison, those who are in the hospital. I pray for the children. I pray, Father, for the orphans. I pray, I pray for your people. I pray for the homeless. I pray for the people who don't know you, Father, but will know you. Father, I just want to help you get your trophies. Your trophies are people, the most valuable commodity on this earth. I don't care how much money a person got in the bank. They're not more valuable than people. In the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. I want to tell you, thanks for listening to the show. This is your host, Danny. I love you. Remember, we're family. I'm not just some, we're family. I'm telling you, we're in this struggle together. And like I said, please send in your testimonies, if you have any, because you've been uh, believing in God. But if you got a concern that you believe that you need someone to touch and agree with, 
Why not send it in? Why not let's see what God can do in that circumstance, in that situation? I want you to know that you're not alone. Whatever was on your heart and mind, it was on God's heart and mind. I hope that you enjoyed the show. And not a show, I hope you enjoyed God's word. Hope you enjoyed it, because I enjoyed talking to you. And I want to say have a blessed night, a peaceful night. I pray that your sleep would be sweet. In Jesus' name, amen. And I'll talk to you. Uh, Destiny, Power 4 will be the next one. Have a blessed day. Bye-bye.